your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 725 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we got a lot to do today, guys. We have to talk about uh, Rangers in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. Gerard Gallant uh, heads back to Vegas, who he previously took to the Stanley Cup final. And uh, speaking of Gallant, I'm going to talk in this episode a little bit about uh, his the ongoing storyline, really, of his job security and why I think he's safe no matter what happens in this game. You never really can tell for sure, especially when you know James Dolan is, is the owner. Uh, you never know how it's going to go. But I would think that uh, whereas the game against the Blues... You could probably buy into the fact that it's possible that his job was on the line in that game. I don't think that's the case, at least for this one game here tonight, and I'll explain why uh, a little bit later. Also going to talk about, uh, you know, just preview the game in general, but then also talk about Philip Heedle potentially returning to the lineup for the Rangers. And also, as I was kind of prepping for the episode, I was looking at line combinations and what I think the Rangers could and should go with. And I noticed right before I hit record here that a couple of the Ranger beat reporters have posted uh, the line combinations from the morning skate in Vegas. And I have it open in a separate window over here, and I'm not going to look at it. I mean, I, I kind of looked at it, but I didn't really like process it. I just kind of glanced at it, and we're going to look at it together and just kind of react in real time here. Uh, but the big thing that I'm hoping for is that the Rangers stick with Lafreniere, Mika and Kako, that line seemed to really give the Rangers a spark. It really seemed to ignite them. A lot of hard work from that line in the third period. They were on the ice for two goals, including the one scored by Lafreniere. And as I mentioned in our most recent episode, the reason for me wanting that line to stay together, it's not just because, you know, the kids this and the kids that. It's because it worked. And with the Rangers just scuffling and looking for answers, basically, and not really finding them for quite some time, you got to stick with anything that works. And that line clearly clicked for the Rangers in this most recent game. So I'm good with them, uh, hopefully, uh, making up the top line in this game. And I'm okay with Kreider moving down a little bit. You know, Kreider, a little bit up and down this season. And obviously, you know, him and Mika are, are really good friends and really close. And we've seen them, them have some really good games together. But hasn't really clicked that much recently. And I think it's okay to split them up uh, at least once in a while. But... The big news before I go any further with the line combinations and, you know, what I'd like to see here is that Philip Heedle was out there for the morning skate for the Rangers. So that would seem to bode well for his chances of uh, playing in this game. And obviously he just adds uh, another weapon to this lineup. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be out there because the Rangers are certainly going to be tested tonight. And if Heedle is out there, I'd like to see him remain with Artemi Panarin. Second line can be Heedle, Saring Panarin, and I'll say Kravtsov. Um, you know, I think there's people that might want to see Trocek remain with Panarin. And of course, with Hedl, he's not very good at faceoffs. So the Panarin line's going to be losing faceoffs left and right. I get all that. But we saw Panarin and, and Hedl link up for a really nice goal uh, earlier this season against the Devils, right after they made these adjustments and put Hedl with Panarin. I'd like to, you know, get another look at that combination Hedl with Panarin. And then I'd say probably put Krasov on the right wing. 
And then for the third line, give me Trocek centering Kreider on the left wing and Jimmy Vesey on the right wing. We saw Kreider and Vesey both move down from the top line to the third line. And this kind of, uh, you know, spreads out the scoring a little bit for the Rangers. I mean, Kreider and Trocek, uh, as far as forwards are concerned, that's uh, two of your, you know, highest scoring five forwards. And so this kind of spreads the wealth a little bit, spreads out the scoring, and uh, hopefully, you know, that'll, that'll click for the Rangers as well. And then for the fourth line, I'd like to see Goodrow at center, uh, Sammy Blay on the left wing, and I'll say Julian Gauthier on the right wing. I, I think I want Gauthier out there just a little bit more than either uh, Brodzinski or Carpenter. Um, Gauthier, though, I will say, I, I feel like he's getting back to the point where he could be in at least some danger of finding himself as a healthy scratch in the not-too-distant future. Now, part of the thing that works in his favor right now is that the Rangers won their last game, and coaches don't like to mess with the lineup too much after a win. Um, but yeah, Gauthier just hasn't stood out enough, and I, I realize part of that is he's on the fourth line, and he doesn't get a ton of ice time, but you know, he went through that little stretch there where he, he caught fire at least a little bit, and uh, you know hasn't really done a whole lot since. He hasn't been a very noticeable player uh, the last handful of games. As far as the defense pairings are concerned, um, you know I, I would think they'd probably go with Lindgren and Fox, and they'll probably go Miller and Truba, and then they'll go Hayek and Schneider. I think I'd like to see more of Miller and Schneider together because I think Schneider has played well this season. Uh, Jacob Truba has obviously struggled, and as we know, uh, he is playing through some nagging injuries. So if you put him on the third pairing uh, along with Hayek, then that presumably would limit Truba's ice time at least a little bit. And if he really is dealing with these injuries and they really are slowing him down and they really are affecting his play, then maybe you lighten the load a little bit for Truba. And he can still be out there in other situations. I'm sure he'll still be out there on the second power play unit. Uh, he'll be out there for some PKs and he'll probably be out there for better or worse uh, toward the end of the game if the Rangers are, uh, you know, leading by a goal or two late in this one. So uh, we'll see how that happens. But I want to uh, also mention uh, Ben Harper a little bit. We haven't really had a chance to talk about him all that much since the Rangers uh, called him up. And uh, we're going to do that in a second. We're also going to talk about Gerard Gallant and why I think he's safe, at least for this game tonight, regardless of uh, of what happens here. Um, and we will do all that in just a second, like I said. But first, just got to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league. From football to basketball to hockey to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And as I just mentioned, wanted to at least talk about Ben Harper a little bit here. It's obviously not like a blockbuster move, you know, calling up Ben Harper uh, from the AHL. Uh, the bigger news there is that Zach Jones was sent down, and, you know, obviously it looks like he wasn't really going to play that much, and so they want Jones to get his reps at the AHL rather than sit in the press box every single night. But as far as Harper and what could end up happening here, I think Hayek needs to step it up a little bit. You know, he went through a stretch there where I thought he played, you know, decent, if unspectacular hockey, wasn't really making any mistakes. I don't think he's looked as good recently. You know, there was a play not too long ago where he received a pass behind the Ranger net, uh, couldn't handle it, fairly routine pass, got knocked down, and then it led to a goal for the opposition. That might have been the game against the Devils. Um, but, you know, Hayek is going to have to uh, play a little bit better if he's going to hold off Harper. 
And again, Harper, if, if you're not excited about him and you're not convinced that he's the answer, I get it. He is kind of just a journeyman at this point. Uh, but just for the quick rundown as far as who he is as a player, six foot six, 231 pounds, lefty shot. Uh, he was drafted by the Sanders in the third round in 2013, has skated in 156 NHL games, one goal, 14 assists, has played for the Senators and Predators, uh, had 19 games with the Predators last season, and in his career, which now spans six seasons, uh, he's a minus 42, has 164 block shots and 254 hits. He has also averaged 60 minutes and three seconds of ice time per night. Uh, he has also played in 14 playoff games and has three assists in that time. Uh, he does save the Rangers a little bit of uh, money because he is at the league minimum 750k, whereas Zach Jones on his ELC is making uh, 925k a season. So there's a little bit of a, a saving there and a more cap space accrual, you know, for the trade deadline. And while we're on the subject of that, uh, the Rangers are currently carrying 23 players. They were going with 22 for a while. They've got 14 forwards, seven defensemen, and two goalies. I would think. Someone's probably going to get sent down fairly soon. Uh, could be Brodzinski. Could maybe be Gautier, but I don't know that they would want to, uh, you know, expose him to waivers again. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, maybe Carpenter. You know, Carpenter would be exposed to waivers as well. I don't think he would get claimed, but uh, we've been surprised a couple of other times this season. That is for sure. Uh, most notably, Jared Tenorti being claimed. Uh, maybe, you know, a Kravtsov trade is in the work. Works, excuse me. Uh, we will see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I would imagine once again that the Rangers are probably going to want to get the uh, the roster number down to 22 sooner rather than later for the purposes of uh, cap space accrual. Uh, the thing that I think right now at least probably saves Hayek from being a healthy scratch in tonight's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Very simple fact that the Rangers won their last game. And Galan, and he's not alone here, but uh, he could be a little bit stubborn. I think we all know that. But his his thing that I, I pretty much agree with is he doesn't really like to mess with the lineup that much, uh, you know, if you win your most recent game going into the next game. And I, I get that to an extent. I mean, obviously, look, if Philip Heedle is ready to go tonight, they're going to put him back out there and somebody's coming out. But, uh, yeah, I, I do at least understand, um, you know, why coaches do that, you know, for the most part. I, I think sometimes you have to think on your feet and make adjustments. But, uh, you know, if, if a team gets an impressive win, and for the Rangers right now, anyone is an impressive win, then it does make sense to kind of roll with the same group. So I would imagine uh, Libor Hayek will be back out there tonight. Ben Harper will probably be a healthy scratch. And with that, I also want to go ahead and, uh, as promised, I'll go ahead and uh, minimize the screen here for those of you watching on YouTube. And, um, yeah, this is... Uh, this is the line combinations, as tweeted out by Vince Mercogliano just a short time ago here. And like I said, I glanced at them, but I didn't really process it because I wanted to kind of do it live on the show here. So uh, the line combinations for the Rangers this morning. So we're off to a good start. The top line, I think most people would agree and be in favor of this. We've got Mika Zibanejad centering Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco. Like I said, that team really, or that line really sparked this team in the most recent game. It gets the two, you know, high draft picks into the top six, into the top line, in fact. And it allows Alexi Lafreniere to play in the top six without having to move over to the right wing. So for all those reasons, I definitely like that. The second line is Heedle centering Panarin and Goodrow. I don't hate it, but I'd rather have, I'd rather have Krafts off there because Goodrow to me, look, hardworking player. I really like him. I don't really see him as a top six type player. You know, I, I think he's better off centering the fourth line, uh, especially if you've got Mika and Hedl and Trocek out there. 
And if Carpenter's out of the lineup, because if Carpenter's out of the lineup, you need somebody to, to center the fourth line. Um, yeah, curious decision there. I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Heedle, or excuse me, uh, Kraftsoff out there with Heedle and with Panarin. Um, but I suppose with Goodrow, he can do a little bit of the grunt work and, and some of the dirty work for uh, you know more finesse players like Panarin and like Heedle. Uh, so then you got the third line, Trojek centering Kreider and VZ. That's exactly what we saw in uh, in the most recent game for the Rangers. Uh, once they made the adjustments in the middle of the game, uh, we had Kreider and VZ moving from the top line down to the third line. Uh, and then you've got... And the other thing that's good about that is it kind of spreads out the scoring a little bit. You know, Kreider and Trocek, like I was saying earlier, uh, give you a little bit of depth scoring and, and everything's just more evenly distributed if you do it that way. And then, once again, per this uh, tweet from Vince Cagliano, you've got Blay, Gautier, Carpenter, and Kraftsoff all skating on the fourth line. And as Vince mentions in this tweet here, the belief is that, at least from Vince here, that Kraftsoff is going to be the scratch tonight, which I'm not really in favor of. I guess if Kraftsoff is only going to play the fourth line, then it really doesn't make any sense to have him out there. But what I would rather see than this, give me Kraftsoff on the second line, give me Goudreau centering the fourth line, and then give me Blay left wing fourth line and Gautier right wing fourth line and leave Carpenter out of the lineup. I, I don't think there's any real reason for Ryan Carpenter to be back into this lineup. Uh, he's fine for what he is, just kind of a you know, depth center and, and somebody that can be a healthy scratch on certain nights and be in the lineup on other nights. I don't know. I, I just I don't think Carpenter brings enough to the table to justify making Vitaly Krasov a healthy scratch. That's just my opinion. Uh, I know there's Ranger fans that aren't necessarily the biggest fans of Krasov, uh, but even with that being the case, um, yeah, I, I think I would rather see... Carpenter is the odd man out, Krasoff, uh second line right wing, and then bump Goudreau down to fourth line center. But we will see. Uh, it seems like they're going to go in a different direction. So we're going to talk about this game and, and preview the matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights and talk about why the Knights have been successful this season and how the Rangers uh, match up against them. Talk about Gerard Gallant a little bit. We'll do all that good stuff in just a second. All right, so Rangers, Knights tonight, staying up late for a very late game. And the Rangers playing the Knights. The Rangers are 12, 10, and 5 coming into this game. Uh, to me, that still means 12 and 15. I saw somebody on uh, on YouTube leave a comment and kind of debated with me about that because, you know, for me, a, a loss is a loss. I know teams get a point for an overtime loss, but to me, if you lose the game, you lose the game. That It is what it is. Uh, the YouTube commenter mentioned that, you know, two overtime losses is essentially the same as a win and a loss. And I get that. And honestly, I think most people would probably um, disagree with me on this, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of old school to me. If you lose the game, you lose the game. The Rangers, we can say they're 12, 10, and 5, all we want. To me, that means 12 and 15 and, uh, you know, a little bit below 500 if, if you look at it that way. Uh, but anyway here, uh, the Rangers are now fifth in the Metro with 29 points. The Knights, as we mentioned, off to an outstanding start. They have 39 points with a record of 19, 7, and 1. Uh, that is six points better than any team in the Western Conference. And the Knights are really tough at home. 12, 2, and 1 to be exact. Uh, something else of note here, though, is that the Rangers have actually been quite a bit better on the road than at home. And I've noticed this for a while, but I kind of wanted to wait until it became like a, a pretty undeniable trend. But yeah, I mean, when you look at it, the Rangers right now in the Garden are 5, 6, and 4, 
So they've scuffled a little bit at home. Uh, they are 7-4-1 and one on the road, though. So obviously, they need to be better at home, but you know they've, they've kind of been solid as far as the road record is concerned. And I wonder if this kind of goes back to something that we've talked about in the past. The Rangers, they, they seem to play better, and they seem to be sharper when they kind of have the underdog role. You know, they, they were kind of this upstart team last season that was, you know, playing with house money, quote unquote, even though I don't completely agree with, with the house money concept. But you get the idea. You know, they go into the playoffs and they have home ice against the Penguins and they, they fall behind in that series. They're down 3-1. They have that bulldog mentality and they come back. They're down two games to nothing as well as three games to two against the Carolina Hurricanes. They come back and win that series. So it's almost like when the Rangers are viewed as the underdogs or when they fancy themselves the underdogs or whatever it might be, uh, they seem to play a little bit better under those circumstances. And one thing is for sure, they're going to be the underdogs tonight. I haven't looked at the betting line, but I don't need to. With Vegas off to this kind of a start and the Rangers scuffling a little bit, uh, other than that third period against the Blues, uh, seems pretty certain that the Rangers uh, will be considered the underdog for this game. And as I mentioned, I think this will be the Rangers' uh, biggest win of the season, the best win of the season, if they are able to claim it, regardless of how it plays out. Given the quality of opponent and given the fact that the Rangers are desperately trying to turn around this season before it you know, really starts to spiral here. Um, starting goalies have not been announced, at least as of this recording. I got to believe it's going to be Igor Shesterkin. Rangers really need points. And if you go with Halak against a team like this, I mean, you're already kind of digging a hole. I'm not even using that to take a shot against Halak. It's more just that, you know, you can't possibly think that you have a better chance of, you know, going in there and beating this team, this, this dominant team with Halak than you would with Igor. And honestly, with Gerard Gallant, if you believe some of the reports that his his seat is heating up and that Dolan is cl keeping a close eye on Gallant and on Drury, whatever that means, if you believe all that stuff, then... If you're Gerard Gallant, who are you going to go with? Igor Shesterkin or Yaroslav Halak? Yeah, I would be stunned if it's anybody but Igor tonight. Um, and then the Knights on dailyfaceoff.com, they have Logan Thompson listed as the unconfirmed starter uh, for tonight's game. And, you know, either way, the Rangers are going to play a good good goalie because Thompson's off to a really nice start. He has started 18 games. Aiden Hill has started nine. Uh, Thompson, 18, 13, and five. Goals against average of 255, a save percentage of 921, and two shutouts. Uh, Aiden Hill, interestingly, has the same 255 goals against average that Thompson does. But either way, Rangers are going to be tested there and uh, keep our fingers crossed that whoever starts for the Knights maybe has a little bit of an off night or at least doesn't go into you know complete beast mode. I, I think we'll even take that. Um, Jack Eichel. Now, this is interesting because he's currently considered day-to-day. -day. He missed the most recent game against the Bruins. He was day-to-day -day for that game as well. And obviously, I don't wish injury on anybody, but he, you know, sat with the lower body injury, and the Knights are not as good of a team if he's not in the lineup. Uh, so far this season, for Eichel, uh, he has 13 goals and 16 assists in 26 games, so more than a point per game. And the Knights, you know, they've got some depth scoring to be sure. Uh, seven players with 18 or more points to start the season. Uh, Eichel, as I just mentioned, leading the way. You got Mark Stone. Uh, Chandler Stevenson and Shea Theodore with 21 points each. Jonathan Marcheseau has 20 points. Uh, as far as special teams matchups, Vegas is only 17th in the league in power play success at 22.1%. Uh, the Ranger penalty kill has dropped all the way down to 13th at 79.8%. The Rangers were cruising along there. They were top five in the PK, but they had an awful night against the Blackhawks really in every single aspect of hockey, but also the penalty kill. Uh, the Blackhawks went three for four on the power play, and so the Rangers kind of went tumbling there as far as uh, the PK success rate is concerned. And then, of course, the Blues went one for four against the Rangers, which doesn't sound terrible. It's not terrible, but 
you know, it does hurt your success rate because that's, you know, 25% success rate there. So uh, on the flip side, Vegas is actually not very good on the penalty kill. This is one of the few weak spots that, you know, is really that noticeable when you check the numbers. Uh, they are just 24th in the league at 74.3%. Uh, the Rangers need to get the power play going. We've been talking about that. And this seems like a good night to potentially do it. You hope that, uh, Maybe Julian Gauthier can do the Gauthier special, and uh, he can draw a penalty. He's drawn a lot of penalties this season, uh, especially when you consider his limited ice time. But, man, if the Rangers can get on the power play, that's going to be huge in this game because, as I just mentioned, the PK for Vegas, one of their few uh, noted weak spots here. And as far as the Ranger power play, they are now uh, 20th at 21.4%, so a chance to uh, get right here against the Knights. And... For anybody wondering, I, I think some people would be curious to know about this. Brett Howden still on the Vegas Golden Knights. 21 games this season, one goal and two assists, which sounds about right. And as I say that, I pretty much uh, come to grips with the fact that he's totally scoring a goal tonight, isn't he? No, hopefully not. Hopefully the Rangers can uh, hold him off the score sheet, if he even plays, because obviously, you know, he hasn't played in all their games uh, this season. Um, and then I want to talk about Gerard Gallant. Obviously, look... Uh, Again, if you believe some of these reports that Dolan is watching them closely, then you never know what's going to happen. But I mentioned going into the game against the Blues that I thought that Gallant would have the rest of this week to figure it out. They were home against the Blues at the Knights, and then Friday they'll be at the Avalanche. I think if the Rangers win two out of three of those games in any fashion, he will be safe. And I can't imagine that after the Rangers beat the Blues, like if they lose to the Knights tonight, are they really going to like fire Gallant then? and, like, send some coach to Colorado to take over the team then? Probably not. So I don't think Gallant's job is on the line tonight, no matter what happens. And, again, we may never know for sure if his job was on the line against the Blues. I would lean toward probably not, but you never know for sure. You know, the Rangers had obviously been sputtering, and a lot of fans, you know, calling for a change. And, you know, again, the reports that, you know, Drury and Gallant both being watched very closely. So, uh, we will see, but like I said, I don't think Gallant's job will be uh, in jeopardy tonight, even if the Rangers lose this game, assuming it's not like 8 to nothing or something along those lines. And uh, knock on wood that that doesn't happen. So that'll pretty much do it for today, guys. One more thing I wanted to do, though, was thank you for uh, helping me reach uh, 1,000 subscribers on the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Uh, thank you guys so much for everybody that subscribed. Anybody who is not subscribed, uh, please do so whenever you get an opportunity. Uh, and again, there are some things that are YouTube exclusive. They only go on YouTube. Uh, every episode will always be available on any audio platform that you can think of. But, you know, if I'm on like a different podcast as a guest or a couple of other things as well, uh, if I'm unlocked on NHL, um, those things appear exclusively on the YouTube channel. So you definitely want to subscribe. And again, thank you guys so much for uh, help getting the show to the 1,000 subscriber threshold. And uh, that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And like I said, definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.